at you live from responsible distances apart. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Man, 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 man. I forgot to actually plug in my soundboard. So I'm going to do that now. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me on the internet machine as Real FRG. That's right. My name is Soundboard. Uh, not Soundboard. My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. And on today's show, we will apparently have a Soundboard because I don't think we've ever not had a we, may, we might have had a, not had a Soundboard one time, right? It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while since yeah, we've been, been Soundboardless. We're real professional and real, real locked in over here. But on today's show, we're going to be talking, uh, well, there's a couple things we really want to talk about, but yeah. first and foremost, there is a massive change in the TV deal that we need to talk about, and it just happens to be six years too late. That's it. So wah, okay, See, I don't need no soundboard. You don't need I no got soundboard. This. You're I fine. Got this. <laughs> if you guys didn't catch us on Twitter today, we also chatted with Dodgers play-by-play man Joe Davis of Barbecue Lore, and you're not going to want to miss out on that. We'll play some clips from our conversation with Joe Davis this morning from beautiful South Pasadena. Oh. Yeah, see what I did. I incorporated yeah. just for you. I made sure that we were going to talk about hashtag sources today because I know how much you love when uh, people decide to source other people on the internet. I love it. Uh, we will be talking Dodgers, paying a little homage to our boy, everybody's friend, John Boy, uh, and of course, as always, so much more. But before we do get into the show, we ask that you please rate and review our podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, wherever you, you listen to your fine podcast style programming. Please go check us out there and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. That That's super huge to us. It makes us feel validated and warm. <laughs> in our in here areas where I'm pointing at my uh, soul. Uh, yeah, do that. Hit that notification bell so uh, we can get alerts. And then you would know right away, oh, man, you, you wouldn't have missed the beginning. And sometimes occasionally hearing Gary go one, <laughs> which which is a highlight. It's a highlight. It's a true highlight for us. Can you hear me say one? No, I think you were cool this time. You did it, Gary. Producer. <laughs> well, guys, uh, you know, we're on screen here for everybody every week. Everybody has access to us, and it's free, uh, 100%. The only thing it costs you is a subscription and a, a notification bell if you love us. But uh, most Dodger fans here in the fine county known as Los Angeles, ha- they've not been as lucky. Uh, it's been six years, of course, since the, the advent, since the birth of Spectrum Sportsnet LA, or back then it was Time Warner Sport, uh, Sportsnet LA. And uh, six years... More than half of L.A. County and beyond has been unable to watch Dodger games. They miss most people miss the end of Vin Scully's you know fine career. Unfortunately, miss the beginning of a beautiful friendship between Joe Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser. But uh, that's come to an end now. Directv, AT and T, which I guess Directv is part of AT and T. Whatever they came together and everybody seems stoked. I mean, the internet needed that kind of happy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you grew up watching Dodger games because we're slightly apart in age range. But I grew up watching KKL nine games, um, and so I was always used to. That's how I became a Dodger fan. Honestly, my f- whole family was Angels fans growing up, but the Angels weren't on free TV. They were always on Fox Sports West, and yep. we couldn't afford that. So I love baseball. So I turned on the games when I was a kid, and Channel Nine there was the Dodgers every every day of the week pretty much so that's how i became a dodger fan that's you know that's my story i know you guys have a lot more complex stories but mine is literally that the dodgers were on free tv so that just goes to show you like what what this type of deal does to fan bases it isolates them it you know it makes it feel like you can't watch your team if you have to watch your team illegally which i would never do it's rough you know it's oh, rough. wait wait 
Wink, wink, wink. That's for my FBI agent. Yeah, see, now I don't, I don't need a VPN anymore. So. No, I was, I was a KCal, uh, KCal nine guy as well out here now in beautiful Whittier, before. Dodger games were on on uh, KTLA five for a good while, so that was another one. I remember watching, you know, old Darren Dreifert starts, uh, <laughs> some Nomo starts on Channel five, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is like you know early two thousands or whatever. And then yeah, Roach Roach talking about you know Prime Ticket, Prime Ticket that that was that was the next level right there. I actually you know became pretty tight with some uh, some of the people there. Everybody remembers old Psycho Steve Lyons. Uh, <laughs> him and I were cool for a good little bit. He was in Boston, but I think he's kind of DFA'd from the league. <laughs> Poor guy. But uh, yeah, you know, to celebrate, why not? We we we, you know, we pulled out all the strings and all the stops here. We decided to go and pull uh, the voice of the Dodgers and the guy you would hear and see on Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, Gary, you have clip number one of our conversation with Mr. Joe Davis that happened earlier this uh, this day. Big time news dropped this this week for people who don't know. Uh, you know, DirecTV is now going to be carrying Spectrum Sports in LA. So first, I feel I need to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to the other half of the fan base that's been missing <laughs> you uh, for the last few years. And uh, two thoughts on the deal. You know, the excitement level for you. Yeah, so excited for it, man. I It had gone so long. I don't want to say I'd give it up on it happening, but I think I just tried to stop thinking about it because, like, what good was that going to do me to think about that? And didn't really change. I say didn't really. It didn't at all change my job, what I do on a daily basis. So I kind of put it out of my mind. Huge bummer all along that not everybody could watch, but it wasn't going to do me any good to, to pay too much attention or energy to it. Uh, and so when I, I got the call probably last week that it was getting close, I was like, wow, like really? Is this really going to happen? Really going to happen? And then it obviously goes through a couple of days ago. And my first thought goes to the kids in Los Angeles, the next generation of baseball fans, because I think about myself growing up in Michigan, and I think people know I grew up a Cubs fan, but growing up watching games on WGN and how that daily experience of flipping the game on really molded me as a fan. And so for you know the, a, a generation that was going to miss out on that had the deal not gotten done, uh, I, I'm just so excited for them. It, it's really cool. I love, I love Joe talking about you know what, what it meant to him as a youth growing up and, and getting into baseball and all that, what, what WGN in Chicago meant to him, you know, I'm assuming he's a, he's a Cubs guy. So he grew up on Harry Carey. He, uh, <laughs> he had an, the fact that he's, he, you know, broadcasts the way he does when he grew up on Harry Carey is pretty impressive. He's, he's definitely become like his own guy, which I appreciate about Joe for sure. He's, you know, later on in the conversation, we talk about it a little more, but didn't try to emulate Vince Scully, didn't try to, he just took his own style and ran with it. And that's what he, that's what he is, but it's cool. It's really cool to see what, I mean, I think Clint, you had talked about it. Like, Hey, are you ready to be a star? Because you, all of a sudden you're going to start being exposed to a lot more of a fan base that hasn't really gotten to know you quite yet. Like you maybe have gotten to know half the fan base by now, but be ready. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I feel like, uh, I feel tough or I feel like it's weird. Like, you know, you imagine people popping in on this show as we're like on our, well, this is episode 115. So let's say in this, in this case, somebody decides to go and listen to blue heaven podcast. And we have all this garbage inside humor jargon and, and, you know, we pretend we're friends and all that. So like, there's also that weirdness of people jumping into other people's friendship and being kind of like, not 
as cool with it, but I, <laughs> I feel with anybody or of anybody, you know, being absorbed into the, the, the love, the love affair as in a way with Joe and Oral, uh, nobody is going to have any issues with that. And, you know, you got, you kind of got, uh, more in that, uh, more into that with the conversation later on in the conversation. So if anybody uh, does want to hear that, that conversation in full, do go to our, our YouTube channel. I'll probably also put it out solo, uh, as a podcast or, or somewhere on our, uh, on our platforms there, but let's dig into a, a few of the, the comments here. Uh, puppy, butt three ten still legendary name <laughs> over on Twitch. <laughs> Asked, did you ask Joe if he'll announce a virtual Dodger game? Brooke, you want to take that? <laughs> we did, and he, it was mostly as a joke, but also like, God, I'm joking, but maybe, yeah. like that kind of we thing. Kind of <laughs> we walked up, it's cup up, maybe. Walked real, real quick backwards. <laughs> we were just like, we wanted to approach it with him and just like kind of throw the idea. It's like you know when you really like a girl and you're like, ah, you want to go out? No, I'm just kidding, but. No, Maybe he was already working. It was like, he was already walking away from that. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, no, he was. He was like, oh happy. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think he would be interested in televising a virtual game at this point. He's very busy, you know. He's got meat to cook and kids to watch and a wife to help cook and spend time with. Take care of his whole family. Yeah. Spend time with a family. He's he's taking advantage of the time spending it with his family as he hey, should be. So. It's one. It's one game. We could bribe him off with I don't know sous vide. Oh, Something. No, so you got a sous vide somewhere, Yeah. You got to get some sous vide like, stuff. Uh, social distance sous vide. <laughs> exactly. Uh, obviously, while the news is great, it kind of comes at a suspect time for two reasons. I'm gonna. <laughs> there's two reasons why it's suspect. Yeah. Number one, it was reported and officially announced on April Fool's Day of all days, which is just, I mean, in terms of operations of the Dodgers, just right on, right on pace. <laughs> so a lot of fans actually i don't know if you got any messages clint i got a lot of messages like is this fake or is this real and i was I like know. no it's it's real it's just bad timing and they're like oh are you sure it's real it might be fake and i'm like no it's they would not do this right now thankfully like, even in the midst of like a regular season where there's not a virus that shut down baseball they wouldn't do this but especially right now they would not do this <laughs> thank thankfully people go to you when they have beef like you're you know you're the face of the franchise so i don't get those dms thank you know it's because i answer my dms too often i think yeah. it's my mistake yeah i i uh i try I my try. dms are also open i don't know about yours i you know well they go to that like weird hidden folder and then you miss the notification or whatever it may be anyways uh hamill hamill grew up watching kcal 9 uh back in the day but when time warner came along he immediately he's like paid for that we pretty much did the same here in my house because we you know we were going from prime ticket and it's like all right if they're if they're running away from us this is unacceptable plus that when when that that broadcast team came together like you know i not enough people of course people knew alana but not enough people knew alana rizzo coming from mlb network she was doing intentional talk but everybody knew bulldog and it's like oh no way no more and then the team just kept going and it's like oh i guess they they threw in jay hair too whatever yeah yeah <laughs> they they got rolling with him uh yeah. Ash, ashley was apparently a big fan of my he's got meat to cook <laughs> he does have meat to cook i mean i don't know what else he's doing right now well he it, was that's... That's at the forefront of his mind right now. That's the he, very first thing on his list. He was struggling to find me at first. If you do recall his uh, his Instagram, he could not uh, find it. There was no meat to spare in the uh, the South Pass markets. But yeah, you know, beyond every yeah, everywhere's gotten a lot better. Uh, you still, still can't no find. TP. 
Yeah, you still can't find ass wipes anywhere. I really don't understand really? why people think uh, toilet paper is what the cure for corona is. I, I mean, like, get it together, folks. <laughs> nice kids, friends of the show. All, all <laughs> of the kids. <laughs> Everybody. But, yeah, the other part of, of the, you know, besides it becoming on April Fool's Day and the suspect nature of the timing, it, it's also like, so it took a, a whole-ass pandemic for you guys to do this like they That's finally yeah, I know. came together it, i guess all it took was hey like we got to shut down baseball they're like wow we really need a good announcement we really need something to keep fans in it right now because they are not happy and they keep asking for ticket refunds but we're not going to answer them so we got to yeah. figure something out this was like pretty much done beforehand i felt like oh it was for sure yeah it was, yeah, it was. done and they wanted to make an announcement on opening day no yeah i i know i know for a fact that it, it I'm sure it still came together pretty last minute regardless, but it wasn't, it wasn't, this isn't something that's been like a, Hey, we need to do this now. It's been something that's been in the work for years now. AT&T had the purchase of direct TV and everything. There's just been so many things working together that have made this happen behind the scenes that the timing of it sucks, but it's just happened to be timed out till right now where it's like, I'm sure that this was initially, I mean, cause even if you look at the announcements, it's mostly just reporters and stuff like, Hey, this is, this is happening. This is what's going on. It's not really a big, huge show. Like this is massive. This is huge. Cause yeah. it is, it's a big deal, but no, they're not saying anything. Cause they're like, it was originally probably going to be a huge, massive announcement for the Dodgers. And now they're just like, we don't, we're not really going to say much I mean, about it. From a business standpoint, this is the day that all the other teams in the city were waiting not waiting for. I mean, they. The Lakers no, yeah, for sure. Happen. LAFC doesn't want this to happen. The Rams don't want this to happen because this is the Dodgers. Five generations mm -hmm. of fans in this city, then their eyeballs and their bandwidth they get sucked up into back into Dodger baseball, Dodger broadcast. This is gonna and we're winning. I mean, this is very dangerous from a business perspective to the other team. Yeah, but I'm so happy because I mean. We just get more fans back, and then the young kids get to see. Because you know, I you know my kids are in little league, and a lot of them are Dodger fans too. But sometimes they don't get to watch enough games. They just love the Dodgers, but they don't get to watch. So um, you know, now that they get to watch and they get to emulate their favorite players and do do these crazy moves, the Max Muncy bat flips. You know, that's the fun part is waiting to see the ripple effect of how the kids yeah. take this in. Yeah, Gary. First, first of all, they say your voice is very low, so I think you got to turn up a little bit on there. But um, me and you have been talking about for the past couple of years now, Gary. The the conversation of LA has always been a Laker town, and that's kind of how it's been forever and ever and ever. And I think one of the first conversations that you and me had was actually like, is it becoming a Dodger town though? Because at the time we were having that conversation, the Lakers were pretty damn bad, if you remember. Right. Um, and now it's like it was fifty you know, fifty. It, we're, it was, we're yeah. becoming, yeah, we're for sure, yeah, for sure. And now that the Lakers are actually better, it's more of a competition. But now that you're having more eyes on the Dodgers and more capabilities of actually watching them, it's like, wow, all right, this is actually a conversation now. Like, this is a real thing. There's a lot of people that are watching the Dodgers now and uh, that are going to be able to watch the Dodgers now. So there's definitely right. a shift. It's really, really good for baseball in general. Baseball. Yeah. numbers are struggling like there's no denying that at all in the smaller markets is struggling but in the bigger markets it's booming well, so the, why not take full advantage the biggest thing is this you're gonna have okay with the number of concussions in football climbing the mm -hmm. number of registrations in peewee football have gone down therefore the good athletes are gonna go play baseball because it's just american pastime 
Then you're going to have the better athletes going back to baseball. And now you have those athletes in Southern California, like the hub of all the best athletes in the country, you know, year-round sports. You have them wanting to play baseball and then being motivated by watching a winning baseball team. Yeah. Man, this is this is the start of a generation. Like, we talked about this. The, a, another generation of great baseball is really coming. A bunch more of Mike Trouts are coming. Yeah. Yeah, eventually, it's all it's all moving away from NFL gradually. It's going to be a slow move, but it's going to move regardless. Except NFL is apparently broadcasting games on Nickelodeon now to bring in kids. So, whatever. <laughs> that's that's, that's, a, that's a move, I guess. If you of want course, to draw kids into brain damage, that's of course. With all of this, though, baseball uh, needs to be back. Sports need to be back for any of these kids to to want to get involved to possibly look for a. A career change at uh, age eight or whatever. So that was one of the things we we did talk to Joe about. You know, just just some of his thoughts on on what he's heard about baseball potentially coming back and when things will more more so be allowed to come back. We hear from from Commissioner Manfred and hear from the Players Association, and we can say whatever we want as far as dates that we think it could happen or hope that it'll happen and plan for it to happen, but. None of us know, and that's not a knock on any of us. It's just no, none of us know how well this virus is going to be controlled, and everything right. is contingent on when we get it under control. The biggest thing that, that Joe mentions there, it's like you you could speculate all you want. Even Kat, Stan Kasten went on with uh, John Hartung earlier this week, the same day the uh, the Spectrum deal was announced, and it's like you know we can speculate. We've been told not to speculate much about it, but you can say whatever you want. It doesn't mean anything until you know the people up top say you can have gatherings, you could have this many people in one uh, you know in one location, whatever it is. So, um, hey, every, more more of Los Angeles could watch sports in LA, but you know what? It's going to be Kershaw's no hitter again. It's going to be Kershaw's opening day again. It's going to be yet another. I mean, how many Kershaw games are you guys going to show? Like, get, figure something out. Let's let's get some new and exciting, you know, old stuff. Not just eighty one or eighty eight again too. Like like you know, take this opportunity to kind of catch up, uh, catch some people up that have, haven't had your network for this long, and and play some of the other greatest hits. Not even greatest hits. Play play the uh, you know the deep cuts of of some games. Yeah, no, play, play last play, year. Play, play me so some Deonor Navarro games. I mean, you got the moments from last year. You got the eight eight home run open game. You got the Jock's freaking home run streak. You got the walk off weekend. That, that's just from last year. You run some 2017 comebacks, man. Those are gonna be great. You run some. Hey, we got screwed by the Red Sox and Astros, and that's gonna even be better. You know, you just hear about it, but just building up the story, <clears throat> the story arc for it. I mean, you got a lot of really talented producers out there who can come up with some really good stories. And guess what? They got a bunch of time right now. So come up with some good stuff and you can win this fan base over. Instead of watching like old Lakers, it's like 88 Showtime, Kobe, Shaq, like all that stuff on Spectrum. You're just like, dude, my kid is like repeating everything they're saying. I'm like getting history lessons every day, you know, so just watching more stuff would be nice. Roach says Olmedo signs highlights, and I'll I'll also take that. I think my coin is working now, so we'll we'll take some of my Olmedo signs. signs. That's good. Attack of the Killer Tomato, but yeah, there, there are so many great games. You know, Gary, you often talk about you know what really built Dodgers Nation, the brand, and that was the pulse that that Yasiel Puig just the the, the fire that it injected into. You know, a, a fan base that was just coming off of Frank McCourt. Everybody had really lost their 
the, the the franchise had lost its mojo. Things weren't going right. Puig comes up. You know, they, they make that trade. Uh, they go and make the Nick Punto trade. You know, games <laughs> like that. Showing Even watching Puig's debut game again would be fun. Or the Grand Slam game afterwards. Or uh, uh, Adrian Gonzalez's first game where he hits a home run in his first at bat. All those type of games. The 42-8 and eight run from, from that se- or from the what 2013 season. So many great games from that time. I mean, from uh, I would just the spectrum would just just be smart about it and just be have some fun right now and say, hey, dear Dodger fans, here's what you've missed since 2013. Yeah, and then just <laughs> run that series. And then that you're right. Good. Like uh, when when Puig came up, I, I I saw the grass when I was running. You know, Lakers Nation. It was just we we saw the spike in traffic when the Lakers won the championship. So I saw all the analytics yeah. and I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. The city it blew up. You compare that to Puig coming and that city blowing up at that time oh so different we killed it yeah. you know and that's because there's gen- more generations of dodger fans than there are laker fans and but it's a yeah. ton of generations this is better fan base than 99 percent of the cities in the in this country so having the dodgers back on tv is going to be excellent for this city for sure yeah no yeah, doubt no about doubt. that so, so one of the last thing i mean Again, the full conversation with Joe, I think it's worth a listen. Uh, hell, I even listened to it again afterwards, and I was part of the original conversation, so it's fun. It's always great talking to, to Joe Davis, but uh, I, I did kind of like the answer here of, uh, you know, with no baseball going on right now, besides cooking, what's he doing to kind of hone his craft? The same way, uh, who is it, Joe Buck? Joe Buck is is taking fan submissions to, to do play-by-play on. What's Joe Davis doing? But how are you hanging in there with no games to call? How are you keeping up on your craft day to day? Um, it's it's not even as much like I'm sitting there saying, man, I wish I had a game to call as it is, man, I wish I had a game to watch. Yeah. Just I kind of look at it as a sports fan more than anything. And um, keeping up on my craft, I don't, I, I'm not really like practicing or doing any dry runs or anything like that. I still am trying to invest a couple hours each day in prepping for the season. I think that it would be easy to kind of be like, all right, like, well, let's just hang out and drink beers now or whatever. And who knows when this is going to be, but I don't want the season to start say July 1st or whatever it winds up being. And then I'm like, Whoa, shit, I better get going now (laughs) into baseball again. I'm trying to keep my mind in that, in that frame of, of still kind of leaning forward towards the start of the season to, to stay sharp and stay ready to go. Joe Davis, uh, everything he does is perfect, but that's just because we like him. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, check out check that out on our YouTube is for, for the full conversation. We have a little bit more Joe later on in the show. Um... In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. But I really wanted to talk about this. Uh, Brooke, Brooke had himself an interesting and full uh, Wednesday, I guess we'll call it. So, I mean, obviously the the Spectrum Directv news that all broke. That was great stuff. But later on in the in the day, we got hashtag sources. There, there was a, there was a gentleman there. Uh, I mean, again, we're at this point in time where we're looking for any particular sliver of 
positive news or potential news, and we're all desperate. We're definitely 1,000% desperate here. So um, it, well, I'm going to go with an alleged MLB columnist. I, I still didn't really dig into who this guy was. Was his name Matt something or other? Uh, Spiegel. Matt Spiegel out of Chicago. He, he, he came at us on the Internet with uh, – you know, a huge scoop with hashtag sources all up in that. So, uh, Brooke, you want to enlighten some of the folks as to what the scoop was all about? Uh, yeah. Let's just say, uh, you know that that game, uh, Telephone, where, like, it starts with one person and it goes through, like, 18 different people? It's, like, one phrase, and then you got to see if it matches up with what the first person said. And it's like, oh, the silver phone rang, and at the end, it's like, the monkey is square. And it's like, that, that that's not even close to what I said. So he he quoted a source that was basically a friend of a friend of a friend of an MLB executive is what it sounds like to me. And for me personally, those are sources that really upset me on the Internet because that to me is saying, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, hope it lands, and then I get some sort of credit when it does. Yep, That's what that is to me, and that's what that is. 95% of the time you see something like that, it's like, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark if it happens to be right. The people are going to be like, "This guy was right. He knows things," and then he's yeah, going to get verified and have all. So, I mean, he's a he's a he's a morning talk show radio host for Chicago. Um, I don't know how big or important he is. I don't know anything about him. If you're a Cubs fan, you might might know something about him. Um, but basically, what he broke is what we'll call it breaking. Um, several different parts of what he heard is going to happen with the season. First, being is that it's going to start July, um, which is. Consistent with what we've been hearing anyways, uh, we've heard the July 4th start date. We've heard the July 1st start date. Uh, it's kind of been bounced around a little bit. He says it's going to be July 1st. He also says it's going to be a 100-game season um, that's going to pick up after the All-Star break schedule. So it's just going to be pretty consistent. I don't know how they're going to decide which games they do play and which games they don't play from what they miss. Um, part 2A and 2B, I guess you can call them, involve the number one, All-Star game being canceled, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, we could all guess that at this point, I think. I think that's a pretty safe bet that the All-Star Game's canceled. But two, that the World Series is going to be held in uh, at Dodger Stadium. And I know what you're thinking is, well, what if the Dodgers play in the World Series? Because they, <laughs> let's be honest, they probably will. Very good. Um, the road games will be played reportedly in Anaheim or San Diego. So, I mean, all of these things are kind of common sense things when you look at them. Like, hmm. it's, it's, they, they sound right. Honestly, like if those were said by like Ken Rosenthal today, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that's uh, ex- that's exactly what they should be doing. But the fact that it's like somebody that none of us know or have never heard of makes me be like, I don't want you to be right. I want this to be way wrong. But also looking at those notes, it's pretty cool. You know, it would be pretty cool to be like, hey, no matter what, the World Series is at Dodger Stadium. It's pretty crappy if somebody else wins the World Series at our stadium. Yeah. But like if the Astros make the World Series and we no, don't no, no, and no, they no, are no. in Dodger Stadium playing for another World Series there's going to be a riot you remember when the Lakers fans rioted after the championship oh i remember that i remember yeah, Shaq had to buy a cop ten, car 10 yeah. times worse yeah but unhappy rioting worse. is much worse there's no Do- way Astros are getting into Dodger Stadium first no they're going to be like, no, we're just not going to go. <laughs> All right. So, so guys in the stream, everybody kind of get your reactions. Get, get, uh, you know, really, what do you feel about that? So, again, the, the summary is 100 game season. Again, we've heard that. It kind of makes sense. And that, that sort of meshes with the idea of baseball happening around July. 
All-Star Game gone. We knew that. The only other alternative would be maybe it's held at the end of the season, similar to NFL's Pro Bowl, but actually, you know, exciting and engaging-ish. Um, and a it, regardless of the situation, World Series game is happening at Dodger Stadium. So that that's where we're at. That people get us your reactions. Uh, Brooke, I want you to be more angry. Give me some more angry about this. I, I the, the people need it. I, the only thing I'm really angry about is that I don't know this person and they're taking a shot in the dark. That's the only thing that really pisses me off about it. It does make me mad because um, obviously there are a lot of people, a lot of people who actually do have sources that have heard whispers of things that just haven't said anything because they don't want to leak false information out. And then you got this guy just throwing something at the dartboard, hoping he hits bullseye. So that's annoying to me. I don't like that. But I mean, we saw we saw Justin start Turner. Somewhere. You saw Justin Turner go off about, you know, I mean, and reasonably so, but about the the Ross Stripling, uh, Jock Peterson non-trade and how, you know, the idea of people need to wait until the the trade is announced officially, which you can't. That's not the the business of of MLB here or of reporters and and all that kind of stuff. It is a lot of the competition and who's first. Um but yeah, I, I agree. Like with being the only guy that's sort of whispering it and throwing that much out there in the way it is, you know, one of those people that's really just looking to to throw an extra. I mean, he's well, the guy already had like like forty, fifty five thousand followers on Twitter, so you're trying to pile on an extra, you know, maybe five thousand if you're lucky on on something like that. You know, that's like one of those people over here in on Twitter that just steals videos from other people and then lets their Twitter following grow. You know, you really really hate those kind of people just taking other people's credit. Um, yep. But yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely. Uh, it's not a great look, but at this at this time, at the same time, it's like, you know what? Run with it. <laughs> if you have somebody telling you something like that, we have nothing better to write about. We have nothing better to give us hope. And look, everybody, everybody's looking for something right now. So if you even have whispers of something, you might as well just say it at this point because, I mean – Clint, you know, as as well as I do, there's not a ton to write about now. There's not a ton to even talk about right now. So at least give us something and we'll have a conversation. That's fine. Maybe for you. <laughs> Katie says, I don't want another set of uh, of tea and playing uh, in our stadium if we don't make the World Series. Set of spelling, a tea? Huh? Spe- spelling is hard. I, I don't yeah. I think she's saying she doesn't want to see another team. Oh, there, hey, that's a good is. game that we should play. Why, People I who mistype and we guess. What are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. What did they mean? <laughs> <laughs> drunk, drunk responses or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Whitney says it's not hard to make Brooke angry. No, no, not necessarily. Sometimes that's, he's sad. That's though. that's one of my uh, softball friends. She 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 knows. Uh, <laughs> Ryan says, why couldn't they have the All Star Game in mid August or something? Absolutely hate this idea. It makes no sense at all. Ryan, I understand that, but if we if we are saying that the game uh, games are starting in July, that's a month or a month and a half if you're doing it in the middle of August. So you're not going to get that many at-bats. Uh, that many at-bats, how are you going to say that somebody's an all-star with, like, if they're lucky, you know, four wins, that's your your all-star game starter, and somebody has maybe, uh, I don't know, three home runs and 80 at-bats or something like that. It, it would need to be an end-of-the-season sort of thing. You know, there's more to even figure out, too, with, like, trade deadline stuff and, I mean – all of it's 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 pretty wild, pretty speculative, and and you know we can do this. We you know we're not 
we're that fancy MLB column columnist or communist or whatever. Dodger dude, our boy the Dodger dude is in here. Says make four uh, A teams like San Francisco take the the year off, which is what Gary was talking about on Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely on board with that. Just eliminate <laughs> so, them. So uh, what are we doing? A top twelve bracket? Is that what you said, Gary? <laughs> was it top twelve? Just like I, I get it to top sixteen, which pretty much eliminates the entire like NL West except for the Dodgers, <laughs> and then um. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be more fun. And you, you, you would save uh, teams from injuries because of unnecessary double headers. That, that's yeah. the biggest thing I would, I would see. And plus, you know, you give their teams re- some rest. I mean, look at the Mets. They're already like throwing Tommy John surgeries at everybody. You know, they're already kind of giving up. So get the teams that are already given up, get them out of here. Well, Dodger Dude also said uh, less interleague play too. I think they would have like yeah, completely eliminated sure. interleague. There's yeah. absolutely no uh, no need for interleague to be happening right now. Nope. Uh, Eric oh, says, and suspend the Astros for a year, and that eliminates one team too. Done. <laughs> uh, Eric Eric says uh, we'll not see baseball in 2020. If we do, it'll be no one in the stands. That's another one of the big things too. Dude, man, Didn't the money's have... not there. The money's in the in the cable deals. They got to get ready for the Amazon Prime and YouTube money. That's what you got to think about is that money is coming and they got to show what they can do with live streams. They don't care about people in the stands. You know, that's the money coming in. Billions of dollars coming in. One of the big things here is uh, with no baseball, we are saving Brooke a lot of money in Minchiladas. So uh, we did it, right? Not happy about it. I do miss miss a good Michelada, man. I do miss a good $25 Michelada. Oof. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Edwin says, "I don't care how many games we play. I just want baseball back." Yeah. Yes. That. That's. Uh, that's that's a fine that, sentiment. That's ultimately, uh, I think, what we're going for here for sure. Well, well, are people saying they don't like our simulated, uh, simulated games? Is is that what I'm hearing right now? They don't want to see video game baseball. Nah, uh, I I prefer it. We won like by 15 runs the other day or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Uh, one of the final things we we did get into with uh, with our friend Joe Davis, we it, we would be complete morons if we weren't going to ask the man about his thoughts for this, you know, 2020 Dodgers team on paper, at least. So, uh, as, as I said, you know, I've said a number of times, like we're, we're currently, you know, sitting on like literally sitting on the single most, one of the single most anticipated seasons in recent Dodger memory, recent Dodger history. So, you know, one of the things you or uh, Joe had mentioned is like, he only got a few games in, in Arizona with, uh, with the with the team and you know with partners uh, Bulldog and Rick, so one of the things we did wonder is you know what he did think early on about the the 2020 ball club. Getting back to baseball a little bit, obviously no baseball right now, and that sucks. But we were all pretty excited about these 2020 Dodgers. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I think that's part of why it's such a bummer that there's no baseball because of what right. you said. Because they they did look like a powerhouse. Um, I think that they. They were as deep as ever, adding somebody like Mookie Betts. You now have 
you know, two of the top players in all of baseball between Bellinger and Betts. I think that, and the, you know, David Price is framed as a throw in for that deal, but I think David Price was set to have a really good season. He was healthy. Mm. He was coming from the American league and not just the American league, but the American league East into the national league. He never pitched in the NL before you can expect a boost from that. Um, so I, I think he was set to have a good season. Kershaw looked amazing during spring training. Jansen looked better. There were just so many things that were, were leaning in the right direction that I think that's part of part of the reason why it's such a bummer that there is no baseball right now because it was trending so positively. Yeah. Did you get to have any conversations with any of those newer guys before spring training got suspended or anything like that? Really briefly. Enough enough yeah. to say hello and introduce myself to the new guys, but um, brief enough, and I think the gap is going to be long enough where I'm just going to have to introduce myself all over again. <laughs> Fair enough. So Mookie Betts in Los Angeles, just what did you feel and what do you think uh, that means to the team, you know, that that what looks to finally get over that hurdle this year, hopefully? He, yeah, I mean, I think that what we any time with a player from afar, so any player in the American League, I think what we tend to appreciate and vice versa, American League fans, what they tend to appreciate about our National League players is typically the offense, right? Because we, we see that's the easiest thing to see in the numbers and uh, spectacular offensive player, one of the best offensive seasons in Boston Red Sox history two years ago. Last year, people looked at it and said, oh, it was a down year. It wasn't a down year. He was top five in the American League. It just was down from 2018. But the other things, as you talk to people that watched him every day in Boston, that they rave about are his defense and his base running. So people mm. talk about, you know, the, the Dave O'Brien, the Boston Red Sox TV guy, said that he thinks he is the best base runner he's ever seen. And he said defensively, he's going to make a play just about every night where you say, wow. And those kinds of things you can't possibly appreciate until you do see them every day. So we can appreciate the batting line and appreciate how good of a hitter he is just from seeing that. But I was excited to watch just the, the raw excitement and electricity that he brought to the park on a given night. I think my favorite part of Joe there, it, it's pretty much like the idea of allow myself to introduce myself but he has to do it again to to the new guys and and whatnot but he, you know it's a dude who's who's definitely you can tell he's he's uh he's sad he's he wants to be doing this he wants to see these guys they've you know even watching some of those videos of of him and oral and and whatnot the, the videos the dodgers uh, youtube channel has been doing the converse you know skype conversations and all that um those are dudes that really miss being you know down by the batting cages, talking to these guys, interacting with with Dave Roberts and all that kind of stuff. The players getting a little bit of time with with Turner and all that, but yeah, it's uh you know it's cool. It, it's it's still cool though. Like, do you see the excitement? You you know we talked. Joe already said earlier he's he's taking time you know to put in still put in some research each day so he doesn't just pop into the season not knowing where he's at. But I don't know. I've kind of ran my train of thought on that. I. I guess ultimately I appreciate Joe. No, yeah. I mean, we we talk about it a lot all the time, but the dude puts in a lot to his craft. Uh, he's really good at what he does. If you look at the career arc that he's taken, he's probably shot up faster than any broadcaster I've ever heard of in my entire life. Like he was working for the Montgomery Biscuits like not that long ago. Um, so with that in mind, we're lucky to have him. He's a good dude great person to talk to and from every fan experience that i've ever heard with joe davis i've only heard the most positive things you could possibly imagine like the dude comes out and just hangs out with fans if they're, they're asking to so 
excellent dude. Players love him. We love him. Lucky to have him. And I'm glad this TV deal matches up well with him. 100%. So we will... We you know we try to give our final thoughts at the end of each show here. We're we're uh, we're coming up on our on our allotted time. We allotted ourselves today, but in this case, we did want to give Joe Davis actually the final thought for the day. So go and roll that clip. Really, just uh, any final message to the fans, you know, and all of Dodgers Nation. Something you'd like to say? I miss you guys. I know you guys all miss baseball. I miss you guys. I miss the interaction. I know there still are interactions on Twitter and everything, but I miss having those games to interact about. And uh, I miss being in the stadium and feeling the roar of the crowd. And um, hopefully it's going to be back sooner rather than later. None of us know, as we kind of talked about, none of us know when it's going to be back. But if it's possible, I think that when it is back, we're going to love it even more because we're going to have this added appreciation, this uh, reminder of how much we love it because it's been taken away for, for extra long now. Joe... I'm assuming that's his middle name. Yeah, that makes sense. Adds up. Again, guys, please do check out the the full video, the full conversation. It is available on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Dodgers Nation TV. While you're there, why not subscribe, hit that notification bell, and uh, you know if you're already on the internet, go ahead and uh, find us there. We are on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Uh, subscribe to Blue Heaven. It is a podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. Oh, so many more. Oh, so many more. I am at BrookMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. That guy over there on the other side of the TV is, uh, I guess, TV, computer screen, whatever. He is at RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Officials Dodger Nation on Instagram. Make sure you give us a follow. Stay up to date with us. Thank you guys all for being with us on this beautiful Thursday night. Stay home, stay safe, wash your hands, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. There's an outro. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.